Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. When were the... What schools... Who decides what the next... Where's that story? Why they keep the loop? What is this? It's Curious City. Where WBEZ answers your questions about Chicago, the region, and its people. Hi, I'm multimedia producer Logan Jaffe, and I want you to think about something. What do you want to happen to your body after you die? It's going to come up at some point, and it's worth thinking about if you consider some details in our question, which comes from Samantha Carney. There are thousands of bodies buried in Lincoln Park. How many people know about this, and... Are there other repurposed cemeteries in Chicago? Yep, you heard that right. There are thousands of people buried under Lincoln Park. And before it was a park, a good chunk of the land was the city cemetery. And now, you'd never know it, unless you knew where to look. There's still a few remnants of the cemetery. That's what got Pamela Banos to study Lincoln Park's past. Banos is an artist and researcher at Northwestern University. One day, she noticed a huge tomb just behind the Chicago History Museum and thought, what's this tomb doing here? So she researched Lincoln Park and now sometimes leads tours there, pointing out where bodies still are and why that fact hasn't seeped into Chicago's collective memory. One rainy night, our questioner, Samantha Carney, and I take the tour. So glad you could come. Yeah, this is such a serendipitous way to begin our investigation. If you've got the proper shoes, you can... Walk right on over. We're at about North Avenue and Dearborn Street, and turns out... This spot that we're standing on, every Chicagoan from 1843 to 1859 was buried here. Benno said that at its height, 35,000 people were buried in the cemetery, which spanned the lakefront from North Avenue to Wisconsin Street. It's a nice piece of land. It's right by the lake, decent soil, would make a great park except for the bodies. So in the 1860s, the city began to dig them up and relocate them to other newer cemeteries outside of town. Except... I have asserted that they've left 10 to 12,000 graves behind in the park. So why so many? Among other things, moving thousands of bodies was expensive. Plus, the records were poor and the graves not so well marked. Over time, people just forgot about the whole thing. How many of you don't know there's a tomb in the park? (laughs) We're talking 20 years as a generation. So two, three, four, five generations later, there's no evidence anymore of a cemetery. Well, every so often, evidence does turn up. Take what happened to Lester Fisher. He oversaw the construction of the animal farm at the Lincoln Park Zoo back in the 1960s. And one day he got a call from his builder. And uh, he said, we found this as we're digging for the foundation. And I said, that must be an early grave. Maybe ties into the old cemetery that's supposed to be just next to, but south of the farm area. So Fisher called the health department. Referred me to the coroner's office. The coroner referred me to some other agency and some other agency in the park district and the city. And It was the classic runaround. So finally, he decided... The proper thing to do is just rebury what we have found here. So that's what we proceeded to do. The grave is there. 
the cemetery is history. The whole thing is just a nice historical moment. So today, there are graves beneath Lincoln Park's fake farm and the baseball diamonds and the field house, etc., etc. Lovely. But there's no reason to pick on Lincoln Park. Remember, Samantha's question goes on. What other places are repurposed cemeteries? And that whole finding bodies on accident thing? It happens all the time. This is David Keene, a Chicago archaeologist who's had his hands in dozens of local bone findings. The state or the county will be improving highways or engaging in a new building process. And sure enough, all of a sudden, bodies start coming up out of the ground. Bodies were buried everywhere. So, <laughs> Keene says some are right under our noses. There were cemeteries, people buried along the Chicago River. In prime retail spots. The body was discovered while they were doing some work on Michigan Avenue. The Chicago History Museum the parking garage. They had hit a cast iron casket. And it's all super casual. Um, And I called the medical examiner and says, you got to give me a permit because I've got a body in a van. (laughs) All this to say, Keynes learned one thing for sure. People assume that once you're buried, that you're going to be in that spot forever. Rest in peace forever. We put expensive, uh, well-crafted monuments on top of graves that last longer than any of us will. The cemeteries look like they are there forever, but they're not. Eternal rest? Dream on, Chicago. At least if you plan to be buried and stay that way. The reality is you might be in the way of new parks, roads, and whatnot. Sometimes bodies get moved. And we meet somebody who deals with this all the time. My name is Melody Carvajal. I've been relocating cemeteries probably since 2002. You might be familiar with her most recent project. Carvajal relocated a small cemetery to make room for a new runway at O'Hare Airport. There were protests, angry editorials. There was even a play written about it. She says in this line of work, she can be the enemy by default. You have to sit and talk to the families, and sometimes it's hours and hours. And you hear everything from, we really didn't like them, to, we really don't care, to, how dare you? And that's okay. It's okay to hear the emotion. And she says, it's also okay if some families are never okay with it. She's convinced that some cemetery relocation is inevitable. Some of it goes badly, but she thinks it can be done right. Carvajal wants cemetery relocation crews to adopt clear standards, like conducting genealogy, researching the cemetery's history, and reaching out to surviving family members. That way, the rest of us can judge their work. How was it done? How ultimately did we conduct ourselves? Did we listen to the needs of the individuals that we worked with? Did we make sure that they were taken care of? Carvajal's convinced some people to adopt her standards. But in the meantime... You and your loved ones might want to prepare for the unexpected. Reporting for this story came from me, Logan Jaffe. Special thanks to Pamela Banos, who provided interview excerpts and other research. Thanks to questioner Samantha Carney. I asked her if all this talk about moving bodies and cemeteries has got her thinking differently about death. And she says, nope. Death is the most permanent part of death. I mean, to me, like your remains are secondary. The rest of the world continues without you, or people remember you until they don't. Well, 
Curiosity was founded by Jennifer Brandel, WBEZ, AIR, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support comes from the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. Curious City on WBEZ is supported by Audible.com, which has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Audible is offering Curious City listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash Curious City and download a title and start listening on your iPhone, iPad, Kindle, Android device, Windows phone, or over 500 different MP3 devices. Audible suggests Curious City listeners may enjoy books about Chicago, like The Devil in the White City or Fire on the Prairie. That's at audiblepodcast.com slash Curious City. Next time on Curious City, we hear memories of Riverview, the defunct amusement park from Chicago summers past. It was a complicated place. Just consider the so-called African dip. Black men sat in a dunking booth, taunting the white guys who walked by. They loved their job, you know, because they were heckling people. I know my uncle was a little on the heavy side, and they go, hey, buddy. Hey, fatty. Man, you're carrying a load. You better not stop at the beer garden. Don't get no hammer. Oh, hey, hey, skinny. But that was to encourage white people to get ag- angry at them and <laughs> throw the ball. That and other memories from Riverview. Next time on WBEZ's Curious City. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.